I remember when our family was traveling through the Holy Land, occasionally we would uh, be on a road between two cities, and they're often just a desert plain, seemingly with nothing else around. You would see this huge goat skin tent just out there on the open plain. And our tour guide would tell us, yeah, those are the Bedouins. Ray Gustafson tells a, a story about the Bedouins. They actually considered themselves the descendants of Hagar, uh, Abraham's uh, maid. So they, they are uh, those who considered Abraham their father. And a lot of the Old Testament ways, especially the kind of radical hospitality uh, that's written into the Old Testament are values that they share to this day, though they would not consider themselves either Christians or Jews. He tells a story of uh, something that actually happened years ago in the Bedouin community. Uh, that culture has a very low boiling point for anger, usually, as many of our cultures do. And a young man boiled over one day in his anger and struck his friend. It, it was just an angry act. He didn't mean for it to cause or cost his friend his life, but there he was laying the victim of second-degree murder in the sand. And he knew his community's commitment to justice. He also knew its laws of hospitality. And so he immediately made a run for it across the desert. And he came to the tent of the chieftain and there inquired of his presence. And the chieftain came out and he says, I've done a great wrong. I've on accident murdered a man. And I ask for protection under your tent. And there the chieftain took hold of the tent rope and lifted his hands towards heaven and his eyes towards heaven and swore in the name of his God that he would defend this young man until justice and the legalities had a chance to run their course. A day passed before those who were pursuing the young man showed up at the tent. They said, he's guilty of murder. You must turn him over to us. And the chieftain said, no, you, you understand the ways of our people. I have sworn to God my hospitality to him. And I will see that it's extended. They said, but, but you don't know who he killed. And the chieftain says, it doesn't matter who he killed. On my own integrity, I have sworn my word. And so I shall live by it. And they said, but chief, he killed your son. And the chief's head fell. He was noticeably shaken and shocked, overwhelmed by the news that he had just heard. And both accusers and the accused stood breathless, waiting for what he might say next. And after a long silence, he straightened himself with resolve. And he said, it matters not. I have given my word. That which you accuse, he shall be my son. And all that I have will someday be his. And his accusers turned and went away. Amazing, isn't it? That the seed of a love like that was sown into that culture so early through Abraham. 
We know the outcome of that kind of seed. We've seen it in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And though you and I are guilty of his death, he died for our sins in some way. Nevertheless, God, not based on us, but based on his own integrity, has said, I have sworn myself to this covenant. And they will be my sons and my daughters. And someday, all that I have will be theirs. What an incredible love. The kind of love that sees in murderers future heroes, that sees in a Moses a deliverer, that sees in a Paul a persecutor of the church, the greatest propagator of the church. That kind of love can transform any heart into a true son of God. We come this morning to partake of that meal that is that grace. We don't have to wait as the accused before our accuser, Satan. God has already spoken his truth. No, they are a child of mine. So shall they be. So shall they become. And all that I have will someday be theirs. Are you ready to partake of that promise? To partake of what he promises you by letting him become part that much more of who you are. Bring your heart this morning and let the love of a father like that shape your own. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread and he gave thanks to you, our father. He blessed you and he broke the bread. And he gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup. And he gave thanks to you, our Father, and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, take and drink from this, all of you, for this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Lord God, we pray this morning as we remember your great love that we will rush into your arms again like, like a fugitive across a desert plain. That we would know the refuge of your tent of grace. And that, that relationship that you've chosen to have with us through Christ will come to shape all that we are. That someday we might not only Receive all that you have to give. But we'll be those that have been made worthy by the shaping of your love to be the stewards of so great a gift. Forgive us of our sins. Cleanse us and reclaim us this day. And may we live for the one who so loves us. You gave us your son. And you gave him to teach us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us.
And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.